0: Craftsman Podcast is proud to partner with Montana Brand Tools. The West was built by people with strength and great pride in their workmanship. It was a necessity that early settlers of Montana have a strong will, a resilient character, and great determination to tame the rugged landscape while adapting to its dramatic climate. That spirit, made in the USA pride and craftsmanship, is alive today, both in how Montana Brand Tools are manufactured and how they perform. Montana brand power tool accessories are manufactured utilizing proprietary, state-of-the-art CNC machining equipment and the highest quality materials available. Montana brand tools are guaranteed for life to be free of defects in material and workmanship because we build these tools with pride and determination. Montana brand tools are manufactured by Rocky Mountain Twist, located in Ronan, Montana. Montana brand's heritage comes from a long line of innovative power tool accessories. Use coupon code American Craftsman for ten percent off your order at MontanaBrandTools.com. Well, here we are, episode thirty-three of the American Craftsman podcast. Time flies, flying, flying. We still got thirty-one up here. I haven't been updating. Yeah, the, uh, we're gonna have to talk to the, the set production list. assistant. <laughs> yeah, it's an unpaid position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're we're pretty good at filling those unpaid positions, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of them. A whole lot of them. <laughs> well, let's not waste any time getting into the Beer of the Week this week because uh, I'm pretty excited about this one. Yeah. So, um, two weeks ago, we had that frozen beer. That's right. The slushy beer.
1: The debacle of the frozen yeah.
0: beer. Uh, which was, um, what was the name of that beer? I just remember it was from, you know, Katsuni. Yeah. There was Moon. Moon was in the name. Yeah. Uh, So we actually hit them up because we like that beer so much and uh, bought some beer. Had them send it out to us. So we have Forager from Kitsune Brewing. And I pulled a little blurb up here. And it's gone. Uh, Got it back. Forager, Kitsune Brewing Company. It's a New England-style IPA. A full-body, hazy IPA, dry-hopped with galaxy, citra, and mosaic hops. This beer pours a beautiful orange color, offering a bold nose of citrus and pineapple. This beer displays a full body with a mouthfeel like you are sipping on clouds. That makes each sip better than the last. So thanks to our buddy, Tyler. Yeah. For the beer, we actually have some more coming. Yeah, they gifted us that first batch, didn't they? Yeah, so uh, Sean who's uh, one of the guys that we chat with on uh, Clubhouse and on Instagram. He's friends with Tyler, who is the uh, the owner and brewmaster at Kitsune. Um, so he offered to send some out. We sent him some T-shirts and glasses and stuff. Mm-hmm. and we did a little swap and uh, and got to try it out. So. I didn't do a very good pour this week. Yeah, mine, I have a little bit left in here. I almost went over, but I've been dying to try this. I love the yeah. look. Cheers. Cheers to you guys.
1: Mm. Wow. That's good. You know, it's it's
0: unique without being like crazy flavored. Yeah. Um, I love that haziness. It's got a, a an amazing color. Especially up next to the uh the can like yeah, that. The with pink that can. Pale pink color. Good stuff. It almost looks like like juice, like fresh. Right. Orange juice.
1: Yeah. Or the pineapple,
0: the aforementioned pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite beers are the ones that have that grapefruit, pineapple kind of flavor. Yeah. Excuse it's, me. It's going to be another winner this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, look at that on camera. stark white head, and then it doesn't even look like beer. No. Like a candle almost. Yeah. Good stuff. We'll be trying uh, the logger. Maybe uh, maybe we won't do it next week, but we'll do it the week following. Um, tool of the week this week, that's you. What do you yeah. got? Well, as you know, uh, my
1: birthday was uh, a couple of weeks back, mm-hmm. and my, my nice aunt sent me a little Amazon gift card in the mail, and <laughs> what did I do? I just went online and uh, started looking for some small Tools, hand tools. Yeah, it
0: got me a mallet actually.
1: That's right. Uh, we'll get into that after <laughs> after the uh, the Craft Form Compact. It's uh, yeah. Po- hold it up a little closer to the camera. It's, yeah, it's kind of a you know a fancy screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Um, comes in this little kit, and this is something that I'll put in my uh, installation yep. bag. You know, so you just toss it in. It's always good to have something that performs few functions so you got the your you know your cool we a handle and then this pops out so you could use it as a stubby or mm-hmm. you could use it as a, like more traditional length and then this piece actually removes yes yeah, so you can two. put in your drill and then inside it comes with six bits um now one of my little things that i like to do is replace some of the bits this set was three phillips you know one two and three and and three straight same mm-hmm. size so I just keep the, the the Phillips number two and the straight number two and then I put in uh the square drive, the Roberts one and two, and then um what do you I don't even know what you
0: call these star drive bits. Yeah, they're yeah. Tight, like a torque or oh, maybe they're not torques. But yeah, the have, have T- think they have more splines than a regular Torx, no? It's
1: the T designation. Yeah, Torx. Okay, yeah. A couple of the more common sizes there. So I kind of customize the inside, so yep. I have six, and this is a great little tool. It's a, it was pretty inexpensive. I don't remember exactly. You know, I have the same one under thirty bucks. Yep. And so this is like you know you you got your little tool bag. You're in somebody's house and mm-hmm. you just need to take off a
0: you know light switch cover or yep.
1: you know something quick and pull out your nice little tool driver set.
0: Yeah, I keep one of those in my tool belt. Um, so, which I don't really wear on an install unless it's mm-hmm. like a kitchen install or something like yeah. that. But like if I'm doing something around the house or, uh, you know, like for example, I worked with Jamie on, on Monday, uh, helped him take out a window and put in a new window. So like in my tool belt, I had that. And you know, I mean, it always comes in handy. I forget what I have in mind. I, I don't, I don't definitely don't have a number one Phillips, but I do have a, a two and a three, you know, good for like, uh, hinges and stuff like that. And the uh, definitely two slotted bits. I think I might have a uh, a red Torx, which is like the GRK size. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. the red and the gold. I don't know what the number is on those, but
1: I have the red and the green in there.
0: Yeah, it's nice because you know you, you have bits in there, and you could just always pull that thing out and throw it in your drill. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's good.
1: Yeah, I I like it, and it's one of those. Super handy things to have, you know, it's like a utility knife or something like that. Mm-hmm. You always need something and I'm going to probably pick up a couple of posy bits, some l- little loose mm. posy bits, because that's something you almost always need is the posy screwdriver. Yep. Even though we have actually a, a we're you know, regular standalone.
0: I'll say the only downside to using like a a non dedicated posi drive is to get inside <laughs> yeah. you can't yeah. adjust you can't adjust them when right. it's a posi it's a long on the, one yeah. and then it doesn't fit in there yep 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 um i i hate running into that like at the church so we went to the uh to saint anthony's to do the upholstery reupholster the kneelers for the altar rail mm-hmm. uh because the cleaners cleaned it with some something and like bleached it something out something really abrasive yeah um and You know, these skirts, these oak skirts that that go up to the kneeler, they're screwed in with plugs and you can't get in there with a regular, you know, Mm -hmm. I like to use the snappy or the or whatever bit holder. And you can't get in there because it's too big. Yeah. Yeah. So it
1: goes straight into the chuck.
0: You got to (laughs) have. Yeah. You got to have both, you know, because you want to have one with a magnet and then you got to be able to access things that are. Yeah. And uh, so we'll
1: go back around and talk about that little mallet you got there. Mm -hmm. That's probably going to be... That's a big mallet.
0: Yeah, tool of the week coming up one of these times. (laughs) Uh, So that's a... I don't know if it's also a simplex. It is. I think
1: it's the the four... I think they call it the... Simplex 40. 40. Yeah.
0: There's like a difference between the heads, though. Mm -hmm. They're different. It's a different material. It is. So I don't know what they... You know, what Halder calls that. But it's a Halder Simplex 40... And uh, it has the red and the black, which the red is a little harder than the white. Mm -hmm. And the black and the blue, I don't know, maybe the black's a little bit harder? I think so. It seemed to
1: be a little bit more robust all around. Yeah.
0: um, Just wait till I get some panels glued up and be (laughs) slamming that thing.
1: Surely you jest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We had somebody in here that his methodology for... Flushing off glue yeah.
0: was to smash it with a with a dead blow hammer. <laughs> this is a finesse shop here. <laughs> That's right. Leave the brute force at the door.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yours disappeared. We we don't know yeah, what happened to
0: it. It's somewhere between Eastern Pennsylvania, and here <laughs> it's lost. Yeah. Um. I think you know it's going to turn up like it things will. always do, but God knows when.
1: Yeah. So that was that was. I I had uh, I couldn't figure out anything else. You know, we're spoiled for stuff here in the shop. So, oh yeah, uh,
0: I thought it'd be a nice surprise. Yeah, I was. Jeff. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I used it at the church. That's uh, right. What was that yesterday? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're probably not up anymore, and you guys aren't going to see this or listen to this podcast. You know, for another five or six hours because I won't have it up, but I put on the stories, the altar rail and the confessionals uh, nice. uh, yesterday. So you may have seen it. Um, actually, I want to say before we get into the questions, we asked the patrons uh, for some help last week and they helped us out. If you listen to the podcast and you like it, go give us a review on Apple podcasts. Oh, that's right. Or uh, I don't think, I'm not sure if Spotify has, you know, a rating system, but um, yeah, you know, be a big help too. that's right. To, um, to get, get the, the podcast in front of more people. Yeah. 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 Um and an honest review. I'm not I'm not asking yeah. for five stars if you don't think yeah. it's a five star, but you know.
1: So check out you know, all the weir stuffs. Yeah. It's nice. I mean I have
0: a weir a posi. Yeah. That's my go to posse drive. And I actually, aside from that, I have that Weha, which is a 26-in-1 yeah, yeah. with the double-sided bits. <laughs> I was
1: actually looking for that, but they didn't have
0: it. It's a little too big. Like, yeah. it's not good to keep in a tool belt. Mm-hmm. But it's good, like, you know, the belt clip on my knife was going loose, and it's like a Torx. What is it? The higher the number, the smaller it is. Yeah, it's got everything in there, that, yeah. that screwdriver. 26 different bits, and they have different versions so they have like uh, one that's for electricians, mm-hmm. and one that has, I think, maybe like the uh, anti tamper kind of oh, ones, or yeah, like, like a like hole for
1: bathroom stalls and stuff.
0: Yeah, and like uh, phones. Mm-hmm. You know how they have like a one with a a Torx with like a hole in the middle. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that thing.
1: Yeah, remember when we were putting the uh, refrigerator door panels on? One guy,
0: ten minutes. <laughs> We
1: came across those zany, you know, yeah. like everything was a different yep. screw and it was all these unorthodox
0: screws. Like that thing.
1: Yes, which we will get into. Yeah,
0: we're going to use uh, every metric size Allen key from eight millimeter all the way down to yeah. two and a half. And every now and again, we'll give you an SAE. Yeah, just to throw you off. Just so you get it in there and and, and wiggle it around <laughs> a little bit and question what the hell you're doing. Oh. Well, speaking of the devil, I guess we should get into these questions here, huh?
1: Yeah. Now, this first question, you think this would be almost like a setup.
0: It f- certainly felt like a setup. Yeah. When we get when it came in yesterday. Yeah. And you know, we're going to try and keep things uh civil here and professional. Yeah. Um, but it may may di- it may uh diverge. It doesn't mean we won't be honest. No, well, yeah, honesty is our is our priority. That's
1: our stock and trade.
0: Um, so this question came in last night from uh Tommy's Custom Shop on Instagram. What are your thoughts and opinions on Oliver machines compared to Powermatic? I'm looking into getting a new joiner and wondering if the Oliver Parallelogram joiner is worth it compared to just the PM60HH, which is a helical head, stands for. Uh, would uh, Would love to hear your thoughts. Sorry, that's from Tommy.
1: Yeah, this is... I mean, this isn't the first time it's happened where we talk about something and have something going on in the shop yeah. and then a question comes in that
0: seems like it was written for us. By... seems to happen every week yeah. pretty much. Um, yeah. So how, how to go about explaining the situation? Um, you know, many of you know about eight weeks ago, I'll say mm-hmm. we got the new Oliver planer, the 20 inch planer and the shaper. Um, the shaper has been great. Haven't had any issues with it. We've used it uh not a whole lot, but yeah. but a but a decent amount, uh considering that you know we don't use a shaper very often in our work. We've used it a decent amount for the amount of time that we've had it. Um, but the planer has been um let's say less than functional. Yeah. You know, since we got it. And
1: and we looked up Oliver originally, because we have about an 18 year old. Ten inch jointer.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have that forty two forty, which you know we've we've recommended to everybody. Uh, it's not a model they make anymore, but we we based our our purchase off of our experience with the forty two forty. Yeah, it's been a cornerstone of our production. Yeah, I mean that's the second tool that the wood hits mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, uh, it gets cut to the rough length and then it goes to the joiner. Yeah, and it's been uh, it's been a really good joiner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get in the 4430, 201 or whatever they call it. It's the the helical head 4430 20 inch planer, um, and we're having feed issues. So the the boards aren't feeding through. They're going in and they're getting yeah. stuck right before the cutter head. Yeah. Um. So it turns out that the chip breaker was too low. It wasn't wasn't calibrated from the factory. Right. So which the, it should have been. Right. The. Oh uh, yeah. Of course. The wood is actually hitting this thing before it gets into the cutter head, past the cutter head into the outfeed roller. So we make some adjustments and uh, we're still having issues and we reach out and, um, you know, play phone tag. We get, Oh, For about two weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll call you at seven o'clock or you can, you call at 7am Pacific time and mm-hmm. call. I can't get a hold of anybody anyway. So, you know, Basically, all they could tell us was, "Yeah, you just got to set everything back up to uh to factory specs, and you should be all good to go." So we do that, you know, buy a new dial indicator to yeah. make sure that because
1: the old one we figured, oh, it must be something wrong with this; it's not accurate. Yeah, enough.
0: it's not you know the best setup because yeah. it didn't have a magnetic stand and it couldn't be that you know it couldn't be the
1: machine right. Yeah, be- so
0: we're figuring, oh, we'll just get this thing and set it up; it'll be fine. So you know, we set it up literally. Talking four times mm-hmm. to this point. Set it everything up to factory spec. The cutter head is zero. Chip breakers at zero to uh, plus two hundredths, so a little bit, tiny bit lower. You know it'll go up, uh, or maybe it was minus. I forget anyway. Infeed roller is at two, two to three hundredths lower than the cutter head. Outfeed roller is at the whatever same thing, yeah. two and a half to three and a half hundredths lower. Um, So we set it up. We're still having issues. Then we start to notice this is on this machine. It's unique to this and some of the Laguna machines. The the cutter head assembly is what moves. Right. So on most planers, the bed is what moves up and down and the cutter head is fixed. It's fixed at the top. On this one the bed is fixed, and the cutter head moves up and down. This way you can have in-feed and out-feed. Right. It's for
1: more production-style work in general.
0: Yeah, and if you have, you know, big, big long pieces, it's easier to set support up work-holding. Um, yeah, or support, in-feed and out feed support. We start to notice that on the gearbox side, which is the right side, um, that when you're looking at the scale that reads the thickness of cut, it's deflecting up. Mm-hmm. You know, about... It, on the scale, it's reading almost a 16th of right. of deflection. And then you when know, the board passes through... It drops down. Yeah. Um, so we're like, man, what the hell is going on here? Right. Uh, and again... speed <laughs> feed
1: problems all of a sudden were on the back burner. Yeah. Now we
0: have real issues. But, he, you know, let the techs know that. And, they you know, yeah. you just got to set it up. We haven't had any problems with these machines. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So then finally, you know... We're talking uh, two weeks ago now, you know. I, I had to get in touch, and I'm like, "Listen, this machine is a dud. Like, it's a it's, lemon. It's no good. It, it, we've tried everything." And uh, what I'm told is, "Oh yeah, we had ten machines that left the factory and didn't get Set calibrated. Up. Yeah, they were weren't factory calibrated from the you know from the factory. The factory calibrated from the factory. Um, so we're like, oh man." But, you know, we've been able to fix all the other machines by, you know, just walking the people through Mm -hmm. how to set it up. Um, So we're being patient. We say, okay, you know, we'll wait to hear from the techs again. And then, you know, four days go by. We get a phone call. Oh, yeah. So uh, what'd you do? Well, you know, I set everything back up to the factory. This. okay? I'm going to let me have somebody else call you. Ask the same questions. Like, listen, we've set it up four, five, six times now. And we're I've good tried, at this. I've tried different setups. Yeah. Justin and uh, and some other guys in, in this uh, little group that we talk in on Instagram, they're like, try this, you know, mm-hmm. set the infeed to five thou instead of two right. right. um, So I'm trying different things to get it to work, even outside of what's in the book. Um, and we can't get any answers. They finally hand it over to the higher ups and, you know... Put in. Uh, we send video footage of what's happening, of the problems. They send it to the higher ups, and they contact you know engineers in Taiwan where the things are being made, and all very slow going, and and there's no urgency on their part, even though they know
1: we're a two man shop and that we process all our wood through the joiner and planer,
0: and this grinds operations to a halt. Right. I mean, we we ran 200 board feet, uh, or. Yeah, something like 200 board feet or 250 board feet of walnut through this thing and it was it was excruciating. It, it took us 2-3 days. Yeah. Um I mean, you we can't begin to quantify how much time yeah in turn is money that's been sunk into this thing in lost productivity, troubleshooting, communicating back and forth with Oliver. Yeah. Um so, you know, we, you know, oh, we're very confident we're going to be able to fix the machine. But if not, here are the two options. You know, we could either give you a full refund or we could sell you this more expensive machine. Yeah. We'll give you a 35% discount off of MSRP, which is right. obviously the most inflated price. Um, Well, here's the thing. The refund is all well and good. We got a bad machine and we cut our losses for all the time we wasted with it. Time and energy sold a perfectly good planer. Um, to bring this in, thinking it would help the shop, but there's no planers available right now. No, the supply chain is totally effed. You, there's literally not a twenty inch helical <laughs> head planer to be bought. There's not one. There none. There's none. If there is, it's uh, it's in sitting in some little store somewhere, and we we can't find it. Right? Because how the hell do we know? Um, None of the major grizzlies got nothing. Uh. Tool nut, nothing. All these wood machinery, woodcraft, Rockler, nothing. Nobody has anything. Um, so we can't replace this machine. No, we can't get another twenty-inch planer. Right. So option A is out. Yeah. Option B, we'll sell you this nine thousand-dollar planer. This is a three thousand-dollar planer. We'll sell you this nine thousand-dollar planer. Uh, So it ends up with the discount and refund it ends up being 28 to almost $3,000 out of pocket. Yeah. So now we have to create this machine up. We have to receive a new machine. We have to lift a machine that now weighs three times as much as yeah. this weighs, 1500 yeah. pounds. We have to install a new 50 amp line mm-hmm. over here because this is on a 40 amp line. We got to buy six wire. We got to buy the receptacle. We got to get conduit. We got to run it over here. You're talking hours and hours and t- and money and headache, and probably both of us for a day by the time it's said and done, yeah, three hundred bucks in material once mm-hmm. you get the wire and all that um so that's not good either. We no. didn't plan on spending no fifty fifty nine hundred dollars on a planer for a twenty two inch planer no, we don't really need it. It'd be a luxury, yeah, but I mean we take one thirty second passes on mm-hmm. that yeah. at most, yeah. We do you know very light passes, um because w- basically we just get us the most thickness we can out of five quarter, like <laughs> if it's it. an inch and a sixteenth, so be it, yeah, we just you know we we process it very very um gently, you know, we're not taking eighth inch or quarter inch passes or anything no, um so we don't even need that machine, so it's like I'm telling them we're stuck between a rock and a hard place, like what yeah. what are we supposed to do? We have this bad machine. You won't even send a tech out to look at it. Yeah, w- that was the thing. We asked them to send a tech out to the shop
1: and see if they could, you know, repair it, do whatever it is. Because our for- first
0: choice was to keep this machine. Right. We're already in so deep on it. Yeah. All the time and money. Like that's the best option is if this one just worked. Hmm. Um. It wasn't a knee jerk reaction by us where it's like this machine's giving us trouble.
1: Take it back. We wanted to keep this machine. Yeah. We just needed it to work properly.
0: I wish it had worked when we got it and yeah. I wish it had worked when I when I tuned it back up 5 times. Right. If it had been if it was fine after 5 times putting it back to where it was supposed to be, then okay. Yeah. It sucks, but we have a working planer. Every piece of wood in this shop goes through the planer. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't make money unless we have a planer that works. Yeah. So, you know, a $3,000 investment all of a sudden turns into now we're losing money. Yeah. Um, So the customer service has been horrendous. Yeah, they they treat us as insignificant. That's the way I feel. So it. we're talking back and forth about, you know, how we're going to fix this. And then I see on Instagram pop up Oliver. Hey, new 16-inch helical head planers in stock. Don't fucking send one to us. Right. Don't say... Listen, it's on a truck. It's coming. Right. We'll figure out the 20 inch, but here's a 16 inch for now. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate this in emails when people say, you know, I really share your frustration. (laughs) No, listen, buddy, you have no clue because here's your frustration. You got to deal with me. Here's my frustration. The shop is at a standstill because we have a planer that doesn't work. And we have to sort it out. It's not like we could
1: even just push it to the side and and order something else. Yeah.
0: There's nothing equivalent available out there right now. I would have had, first thing would have been, a tech would have been Mm -hmm. scheduled at the first conversation. You're having issues with the planer, a tech is going to come out and take a look. Because you know what? As mechanically inclined as we are, we're not machinery techs. That's what they do. They work for Powermatic Jet, Oliver, all these companies. They work on these planers. Um, So I would have had somebody come out and fix it. Especially when you tell me that you had 10 machines that left the factory and they weren't fucking set up. Right. So how could any of this be on us? Like, um, I would be bending over backwards.
1: Yeah, it's not as simple as buying something at the, you know, department store that you go to in your car and, you know, it's in the neighborhood and you bring it back and make an exchange. Yeah. It's a big process. This company's on the West Coast, the trucking time. It's an eight, 900 pound delivery. Yeah. The shop, the way it's situated, it's down a gravel driveway that's good two hundred feet from the street. Yeah. I mean, it takes some logistics to to make these things happen. And we were prepared for that when we brought these machines in. Right. We made all we didn't prepare for it not working and needing to be done again
0: in, you know, less than
1: a month's time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I forgot too, you know, originally the shaper that that we had been promised got sold out from under us, you Mm -hmm. know, we paid for it. And then all of a sudden it was, was sold. Um, and yeah, so it's been, it's been quite an ordeal. Yeah.
1: Um, They've, they've
0: been, uh, you know, blowing smoke up our ass for a long time now. Yeah. Um, and now they're just super short with all the communication. Mm -hmm. Just, I I said, all right, listen, we'll send it back. So, you know what we did today? We went, we bought a Powermatic. Yeah. And I can guarantee you, Fifteen we, inches is all we could that's find. all we could do. So, you know, again, we're getting fucked here. We're getting yeah. screwed. Um there's there's no two ways about it. We we got the short end of the stick on this deal. But we needed a planer and theres there's nothing else we could do. The, yeah.
1: The the last communication we had with Oliver, now they 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 worded it in a way, you know, when people start to get edgy in their communication, yeah. they said, as long as you will we'll refund your money. As long as you create it up as, what was their word? As As I forget, uh, you know, as required or something like that. They had some sort of, it it sounded a little bit like legalese. So we wrote them back immediately and said, just let us know. Any requirement, yeah, said, and we'll forward, meet it.
0: Forward any and all requirements for creating, and, we didn't and we'll hear let you back know when them. it's ready. Yeah. And that was, that was four or eight, five hours ago. 8.45 this morning. Yeah, so. so Now they're finally answering the emails. You know, That's the other thing. They know that we're on the East Coast. I get phone calls at 6 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And we're told that they're in there at 7 Pacific. Call me at 10 a.m. Yeah, 10 a.m. Eastern time. You're there at 7. Call me when you get in. Don't call me at 6 o'clock. I'm not at the shop. Yeah. And the thing is, stuff goes
1: wrong. Absolutely. It's could, all about
0: how you handle it that's after right.
1: the fact. That's right. We were very patient with throughout all this, but Oh,
0: actually I was uh I was sick over the weekend. I couldn't right, tell anybody right. about you were sick. Right. That's what they told us. What if we got a call from a client and you know the cabinets were falling off of the wall? Yeah. Would I wait wait until Monday? Wait until Monday to go, or if it was, you know, they called on Friday night, would I be there Saturday at seven a.m.? Yeah, I'd have to go too, wouldn't I? But what if we had to lose lose some money because we screwed up and didn't screw the cabinets in right and (laughs) they fell off the wall? That's on us. No, that's the client's fault for (laughs) for hiring us. Yeah, right. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. It goes against everything that we preach as far as how we like to do business and how we communicate with our clients. And I think it hurts us a little bit because they sort of led us to believe we were important. Yeah. We were building a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um Three of
0: our main machines in the shop were all Oliver. Yeah. Oh, they were appreciative of, you know, us talking about Oliver and, um, but it was all a smoke screen.
1: Yeah. In the end, the only way they wanted to help us was to upsell
0: us a machine. Right. And I even asked, I asked for a better price on the machine because right. we would have made it work. Um, and, uh, they couldn't, no, they didn't even entertain it. They just probably, I can't come down anymore on the price. Well, what do you mean? You can't come down anymore on the price. Yeah. No, you can, you just won't. Right. So uh, Oliver did us dirty in the end. Yeah. And I'm sorry that we ever even recommended the machines because even if the machine is good, you don't want to deal with customer service like yeah. this. If something ever goes yeah. wrong you you want to be treated like a customer. Yeah, I mean it's not something that we
1: could have foreseen. No, no. Um but hopefully this will serve as some uh, you know bit of inf-
0: information for people going forward. Yeah. And I don't place any blame on the machine. Things go wrong with machines. It's a quality right. control thing if it leaves the factory without being checked. Right. They were probably That's one thing. That's not good harried but, and hopeless over there trying to get things right. through. Right. Which I understand. Yeah, there's things are back ordered and they're trying to push machines out and get them on boats and okay, that I can I can give them that. That's right. understandable, but how you handle it after the fact? And we've got three machines here. Right. We've spent plenty of money since 2002.
1: Yeah. 2004? Yeah. Um so it, it kind of gives you an idea what they think of us in particular and maybe us in the marketplace, you know, yeah. what, what uh, a small business means to them. Because if you're a small business like ours, a two man shop, you can't really spend much more unless you were just starting from scratch. And outfitting your entire shop
0: with one tool brand. Yeah, or taking on a bunch of debt, you know. Right. And I told him, I said, listen, we're a small two-man owner mm-hmm. operator operator setup. Like we can't afford to pay yeah. another three thousand dollars for a for a planer. Plus all the ancillary costs yeah. that come along with receiving a planer that's bigger, heavier, requires more power. Yeah. Um and yeah, means changing things around in just the shop. Didn't care. Nope. Um they gave us the uh The old FU. Yeah. So. I mean, we had to buy the dial indicator. We had to go out. Oh, we got the solution. We got the solution. Got to torque down these eight bolts to uh, 18 to 24 pounds. I said, all right, I'm going to have to go buy a torque wrench. Right. We had to go. We're a
1: woodworking shop. We didn't have a torque wrench.
0: Right. We got no business doing that on the machine. The machine should have come set up. So I had to go out, buy that, buy the, the. Uh, socket Allen Allen head sockets right everything was torqued down yeah so they said oh well we're still waiting to find out the actual uh foot pounds because we don't have that machine here they don't even have one of these machines right in in Washington you should have one of every machine just yeah. in case something goes wrong there was, there was a
1: certain amount of incompetence mixed in with their lack of caring.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, there's not even anything in the book about the chi- adjusting the chip breaker. No. And that was where the whole thing, where That's it went where it wrong started. first. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you guys could tell we're we're visibly uh, upset. We're and, frustrated. And, yeah. And, you know, feel uh, slighted. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah.
1: There's a little, there's a blow to our, not ego, but our pride, I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: Um. So, you know, take the information and, and um, you know, interpret yeah. it how you may. But, yeah. you, you know. know, these
1: are all, none of these facts have been uh, exaggerated or anything like no, that. No, yeah, if all, anything, they've been downplayed. Yeah, it's all true stuff. We could go, we could be on a rant, yeah, but we're just retelling uh, our experience here. So to answer your question, we just bought a Powermatic tool to replace our alvern and That's what we're gonna recommend,
0: you know. I mean, I haven't heard a bad thing about Powermatic customer service. I've heard Mm -hmm. nothing but good things, so yeah. Um
1: Oliver seems to be new in the in this arena and they're gonna probably experience some growing pains. Yeah.
0: And you know, the um yeah, I won't get I won't get into anything else. (laughs) (laughs) On the Patreon we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. I hope that helps, Tommy. Yep. Is that the longest we ever spent on one question? Uh, we've been going for thirty-five minutes. That's probably true. <laughs> yeah, because we got into it pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah. How painful that thirty minutes was. It's been a painful two months. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. This might be a two beer episode.
1: So our next question comes from Corey. <laughs> CT does CT stand for Connecticut, or could it I be think it's Corey something. Yeah. Yep. CT Woodwork. Yeah, because he's in Long Island. All right. Do you use a laser level or simply a level on the job site? What brand do you recommend? Uh
0: it depends on the scope of the mm-hmm. install. Yeah. A like kitchen. A room. Yeah. A kitchen. I'm using a laser level. I have the green Bosch 12 volt. Um don't remember the model number off the top yeah. of my head, but it's the 360 degree three axis so it does uh you know a a level line a plumb line and a i guess it's two plumb lines a level line and two plumb lines so it shoots three ways 360 degrees yeah uh, so you can just put it in the center of the room shoot the whole room and uh, whether you leave it on or you just put some marks, snap lines, whatever you have a good reference. It's easy to find low points and high points. It's it's really nice. Yeah. Um. If it's like a wall unit or something, like at in Easton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah just, like on something like like a wall unit where if it's thirty six or if it's thirty six and a quarter, thirty five and a half or whatever, it doesn't matter. you just use a level. Yeah. Um. It's easier, less setup. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's easier, but just less setup, and uh, you know if the level fits on the one piece that you're putting in, then that's all you really need. Yeah, we have those nice DeBeers levels of yours. Yeah, I got them all from not them all from seventy. What's the long one? Seventy-eight, all We're the way indoors. down to the to the torpedo. Yeah, the sixteen inch is nice. That comes in handy a lot. I just got a little grumpy. Yeah, ten inch <laughs> torpedo. <laughs> A Lot of things in the shop have nicknames. Yeah. Uh brands we recommend. I I mean I really like the Bosch. Um PLS. I've worked at PLS Lasers, Pacific Laser Systems, I think it is. Those are really nice. I'm not sure if they make a green one. Uh Beater or Biter B E I T E R, I think it is. There's those are supposed to be really good. Um, but again, I only have experience with the PLS and the and the Bosch. Even the red lasers I used to have were Bosch. What's the significance of the light color? Uh the green is much easier to see yeah. in in uh high high light in bright yeah and in bright, bright situations. Room, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, those red lasers suck. <laughs> they, they really suck. I'd I'd say it's worth it to spend the extra money to get a green. <laughs> Why do they keep making red?
1: It's, it's cheaper, it, I guess. I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe. You know, the uh the green, it, not only is it a color difference, but it is brighter. Yeah. All right. You want to read uh, Jack uh, Pallet's next question? Yeah. This is the Jordan Jack Pallet show. We had Freddy, the Freddie period craftsman show last week. Got a bunch of question, questions from Jordan this week. Uh, what is the bathroom rules for <laughs> on site at a customer's house? To do or not to do? I can't, I can't stop
1: thinking about our former employer. Hmm. <laughs> what?
0: Yep. He would.
1: <laughs> he lived by his own <laughs> rules. Yep. Yeah, he would,
0: without even asking, go in and stink up your bathroom.
1: Oh, my God. I, I'm going to say that we're pretty much, uh, you know, we usually hold it in. But uh, yeah. if we're there all day, whatever, we'll be, uh, you know, we're uh, we're number one and uh, clean up after yourself. And, yeah,
0: and it's always important to ask, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know um we're in to, somebody's you know, space is there, there a powder room I, I can use yeah and people are so nice you know oh yeah. of, course, uh, of course i mean yeah. you know if you deny someone the right to use your bathroom you're a scumbag <laughs> I it's one thing if it was like the the amazon <laughs> delivery driver or something <laughs> right. but like we're working in your house
1: yeah well that's a thing and we've been the, here all day sucking
0: down coffee like what do you expect yeah. By the
1: time we get into somebody's home for the installation, we've had a relationship with them for months, probably.
0: Oh, man, that reminds me of when we went up to Easton. So we get up there I think we left around what 10 o'clock yeah, or so
1: and I went to the bathroom right before we left
0: yeah so we we finished the install we sat down for some tea and yeah we snacks. all drank
1: tea on top of
0: it and then like we left and I had to go to the bathroom but it like I didn't I was all discombobulated from you know saying goodbye and leaving and I didn't go so then I'm in my truck rob's in his old truck that we borrowed from uh, John, our buddy John who he sold it to and i tell, i'm texting rob i'm like oh, i'm gonna pull you know pull into this chick-fil-a and go to the bathroom so stop park walk up the door's locked i'm like yeah. what the hell the drive-through was packed with people i guess they don't have the inside yeah. open. yeah um then i i uh to get back out to the highway we had to turn the other way oh, yeah. and so then i pull into yeah. a bp <laughs> BP gas station. So I go inside. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I gotta buy something. I'm like, I can't be yeah. that guy who just comes in and goes to the bathroom. If it was an outside bathroom, that would have been fine. But so I go in and I grab a so like a diet coke and pay for it. And I turn and big sign on the bathroom out of order. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so we get out, get back, dude. Go down the opposite low, way. Turn back, back around. Yeah. Then I see a Wawa. Yeah. And I missed the turn because it was like some wacky thing where you had to like turn into like a strip mall. And then yeah. I'm like, what the hell? And I just couldn't find a place to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So I went from like 10 a.m. all the way. It was like 430 by the time we got back yeah. here. But what? I I got really good at, at holding it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you're on a job site and there just isn't a bathroom. No, I know. It's terrible. If the house is under construction or something, sometimes there's no portage yeah. on.
1: I remember when I was a bike messenger, there would only be like one or two places that you could get into a bathroom, Mm -hmm. and so you'd know exactly where those deliveries were, and you'd plan your whole day around
0: it. Oh my god! Yeah, I have a buddy who he uh, delivers payroll. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he he has got a couple spots that he knows. Same
1: thing, yeah. If you're if you're out out of doors, let's say, and in the city, you know, like where we delivered. You, you can't just
0: go wherever you want. Yep. So we we uh, the rules are be polite. Be polite. Yeah. yeah. Don't do anything you wouldn't want somebody doing in your house. <laughs> there you go. It's the golden rule. Yeah. It's the golden rule. Mhm.
1: <laughs> Should we digress? <laughs> you know what you know what I just thought of? What? The cutting board for the, the table for the RV.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you could spill those beans if you want
1: we we won't use any names nah, how's that that's fine so so the shop's out behind the house uh you know it's all it's definitely what is about forty feet or something from the house yeah, so we had this couple uh you know of middle age, whatever in their fifties couple my age, come uh to the shop, and the wife. Asks if she can use the bathroom before she leaves. Mm-hmm. I say sure, no problem. I let me show you where it is. I walk her in the house at the time we had Sammy, and he's was an aggressive dog, so I had to go in there, you know, because he wouldn't let strangers in the house. Um, I go in there, and I can't remember what I needed to go back in the house for, but there was such a stink coming out of the bathroom. It was like the whole house. Smelled like. Shouldn't have had those enchiladas. Oh my God. It was awful. <laughs> From this real prim, proper, on the outside yeah. woman. Uh, It was it was really like a real truckers truck stop kind
0: of experience. Yeah. And we've seen how the uh, our perception has evolved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, never judge a book by its cover in lots of ways.
0: Well, that reminds me of a story. So worked on this house uh, about when I was a finished carpenter about, let's say it was um, four years ago uh big it was supposed to be a kitchen renovation turned into like a 4000 square foot addition to this mm. house you know we're talking uh you know almost a seven figure wow. um renovation oh wait seven figure yeah yeah almost a seven almost a million dollars yeah worth the renovating 6 zeros um so they're doing punch list and the, who was it? It was the cabinet guys who did not the kitchen cabinets, but some built-ins and stuff. Uh, they're actually right up the road, a bunch of hacks. I won't say who they are. If, if you're listening, you probably know, I right? <laughs> But I doubt they listen. Um, so they had this guy who I hadn't seen with them a lot. He was there helping whoever the, you know, the, the main guy was. And, um, how did this go about? I forget. He said something about using the bathroom. We're in the mudroom. Working. I'm working in the garage. They're working in the mudroom. He said something about using the bathroom. And now I'm, I'm the the lead finish carpenter. So it's the it's the project manager, and then I'm sort of the next guy in charge. <laughs> I'm the only guy there. I said, you're not going to use that bathroom inside. I said, there's a porta john over there. He said something about it being too cold or something. So I leave, I had to go to the, to Builders General to pick some stuff up to the supply house. I come back, go inside the mudroom, and the housekeeper is like frantic mopping water and stuff up off the floor. Oh, gee! This guy took a shit, clogged the toilet. Oh my God. It overflowed, went through the floor, through the sheetrock in the basement, ruined the whole ceiling. It was this whole, like his... It came out of the toilet. His
1: turds were visible on the floor. Yeah.
0: Oh my god, what a nightmare! And he was like a real scummy white trash looking guy. And I'm, <sighs> you know, I had some choice words for them. Um, any backcharging involved in this incident? Uh, I don't know what ultimately transpired because I, you know, I wasn't privy to that kind of information. But I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, I told you. Not to use that bathroom. We you were know, talking about a multi-million dollar house here. Yeah. This is a a brand new powder room. Yeah, you know,
1: as uh, um, I don't know what adjective to use. As uh, colorful as both of our stories have been, the story we are not telling that only our former uh, workmates will know of it pales in comparison to the. To the capper of all, oh bathroom yeah! Stories I'm pretty we, sure I know what you're talking we about. We cannot. Is uh, it read. involve
0: socks? <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> that guy's involved in too many of these stories. Yeah, but uh, more, more precisely, one that where he never made it. To <laughs> gotta change your eating habits. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Man, this
0: really went off. Went downhill fast. Let's yeah, get who to knew, the next Who knew this was gonna be the question that get took get us, to us the off? Next the question. Uh, this is from one of our patrons, Colin, one of our Aussie uh, listeners, Beaver Badger on Instagram. Red oak. Why is it the ugly sister to white oak? I have no interest in using it, but just curious to know. Yeah. You know, I think it just uh, appearance
1: speaks for itself. It's that. That pinkish hue, the mm-hmm. um you know, especially most of us have seen it with that cathedral grain flat sawn. um it it it's just it is the ugly sister,
0: yeah, I think uh a lot of it is perception because. <laughs> A lot of times you can't tell the difference between white oak and red oak. Some of them, yeah, I go, what are you looking at? You're slanting in life. It's just been that red oak has been used for so much ugly cabinetry (laughs) that it has this stigma around (laughs) it. Good boy. You know, red oak or white oak floor, if it's got a a darker stain, you're not going to know. You really don't know the difference. I mean, you can tell if you're in the know, but Jim and Jane, they got no fucking clue. But
1: if you put the clear. The clear on it, then you know, yeah. It's not, there's, it's not as nice as the golden hued.
0: Yeah, and uh, like cortison red oak is pretty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's it. It's just been used for so many ugly things that it those, that it gets a bad rap. Those big box uh, store cabinets and the yeah, I mean even like the more quote unquote custom cabinets yeah. of the nineties and and uh, early two thousands, I guess. It must
1: grow a little bit more um, abundantly because it's cheaper. Yeah. Or it might be cheaper because less people want it. Want it. Yeah. Supply and demand there. Mm-hmm. So uh good on you, Cal, for not having an interest in uh using it. Keep that price down. Yeah, they have red oak in Australia? I don't know. Tell you the truth. I mean, I'm
0: guessing that would have to be imported. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for not like is the only thing that we use that's imported. Mm-hmm. Um I'm all for using what's uh, around you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like Australia's got some beautiful woods as Colin. Colin knows well because he mm-hmm. uh, he goes out into the bush and gets it. I'd like to see some like cabinet jobs with indigenous woods. Yeah.
1: Maybe Colin can share some photos with us. Yeah. All right. Um, I think this is true. Uh, do you have an American made shirt you like to wear? That's Jordan Jack Pallet on Instagrams asking.
0: I'm pretty sure our uh, company shirts are American-made, aren't they? Our first ones were. <clears throat> um, I don't remember. It was actually it was American Apparel mm-hmm. were the uh, brand of shirts, which were they were nice. The fabric was nice. I didn't like the fit. Yeah, they were like tight and long. Which mm-hmm. you know, if you see me in person, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> I'm short and wide, so I need a. <laughs> I need a wide you need something to and flatter short the physique. shirt yeah yeah like i had like six inches of bunched up shirt at the bottom <laughs> um which i hate i hate yeah. that so uh yeah i mean we went with just gildan made in i don't even know where Bangladesh or something probably, probably
1: in india somewhere yeah um yeah we try to uh, always support the american made stuff the t-shirts yeah. that we wear it's it's available but when you get them printed on it it narrows it down like yeah. i remember uh, years ago i bought a whole bunch of just uh, plain t-shirts to wear to work uh with no printing on them and i got made in america but the we're l- usually limited to the stock that the printers carry
0: yeah yeah and uh, it's not <coughs> to say that we couldn't probably find a an america made shirt with a good fit but um then we're also getting into shirts being like $20 a piece or something to yeah. just to have printed. That's raining again. Yeah. Wow. We've been getting this rain where it doesn't look like it's raining, but you can hear it on the metal yeah. roof. Um, yeah. I think when we ordered those shirts originally there, uh, they were about 20, $20 a piece cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to be able to, you know, offer them to everybody on the website and stuff, it's just not.
1: Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't charge, you know, by the time we boxed like, and sold, it would be a 30, $25 plus yeah.
0: shipping or something. Who's paying 25
1: bucks for a shirt? Yeah, you can't. So um, maybe if you know something out there, a uh, supplier, uh, we'd be happy to check it out. Yeah, I
0: mean, 1620 does do. Yeah, they have their own brand of shirt. And they'll do screen printing. Oh, But again, we're probably talking 30 $5 Yeah, they're, sure. they're expensive because the even the fabric is made. You know that's the thing. A lot of these American shirts, the fabric is made overseas too. So I'm wearing it's uh, hard. You got to pick and choose your battles. I'm wearing those 16 20 shorts that
1: uh, cost. $10. How they been? They're good. Yeah, I got them. Are they o- very stretchy? I don't know because I bought them oversized yeah. so that I could actually wash them and dry them.
0: Um, I, so I have to wear a belt with you them. You do like a Chuck Norris like kick side I kick. I could, yeah. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Impressive. I tear something though. <laughs> I don't have one kick. Perforated disc. Yeah. Um, yeah, wear my
1: 128
0: dollars shorts. Well, I have that gift certificate to 1620. <laughs> I gotta get something. So, but I don't need any more pants. They are rugged. I mean, listen.
1: Yeah. The, you know, we're Jeff and I are not impressing anybody here. As long as I'm just working here in the shop, we blow them off with the compressor at the end of the day, or brush them, or vacuum them. And I hang them on a hook in the hallway and I put them on the next morning. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're wearing your pants to work one day, <laughs> you got problems. That's a waste you know, of water. Everything else is clean. Yeah. But the shorts, you know. I don't have room in my dresser for six <laughs> six pairs of. Uh, yeah. I have four pairs of work pants. I'm like, this is too many. Yeah.
1: So th- they're totally durable and hold up to to that kind
0: of use where you wash them once a week yeah if you have to like go to like a job site and it's like a finished house and meet yeah like i'll wear just, something else yeah or just like just wash your pants when you get home and then yeah. wear fresh ones you know wear them fresh the next day yeah so we don't really have any great
1: recommendations we've had them in and out of the shop we've had some american yeah. made t-shirts yeah um but that that's it you just got to look if you type you know american made in usa t-shirt you can get a cotton shirt but Something about a lot of the fit on them. That's not. Yeah. Because they're made for like a, a good. If you got a nice slim build, you'll be all right. <laughs> so that might say something about us too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll give a little shout out to upstate merch who does our screen printing yeah. They're up in uh, Whitney point, New York. They use all, uh, eco-friendly inks and stuff, mm-hmm. plastisol. And, uh, I mean, they make shirts for some big name comedians and uh, I know they make them for like uh, the Modern Craftsman podcast and stuff like that. Also, I've been thinking about this, like if you guys want a run of American Craftsman podcast shirts, not yeah. Green Street Joinery shirts, let us know. We can, yeah, uh, we'll maybe we'll set off. up like a pre-order yeah. and uh, we'll get a, uh, a gauge a, of how many and then we'll, we'll set up an order. They have a
1: pretty we, small minimum, I think, right?
0: Uh, it's 12. Yeah, yeah. We need to get shirts anyway for the for the uh for green street yeah um yes yeah, so let's know i was going to say you can go on their uh website and they have a list of all the different shirts that they carry to be printed on cool we got another one here from a patron another aussie oh wow miles miles thompson eat drink wine guy on instagram what did you do before you had the festival domino for joinery Loose tenons, traditional mortise and tenon dovetails, or was there another method you preferred? And what are your thoughts on dowels? It seems uh, that they get a bad rap, but a lot of great woodworkers use them, and I understand that Krenov was certainly a proponent. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, Me, personally,
1: before the Domino, and even with the Domino, just the regular traditional mortise and tenon is... Mm -hmm. Because if I'm thinking Domino... It's a style of you know joint that is going to have a, a function, yep, and that's where the the traditional mortise and tenon will take its place because that's sort of what the domino does. It's
0: right, it's just an easier way to do.
1: Right. So if I'm thinking mortise and tenon is going to work here, it would be traditional or, or domino. I yep. Never, I never did doweling. I, I never had a, um, a predisposition towards it as far as it being like a,
0: a bad or good way of doing things. No, I mean, there's plenty of great furniture that's been built with dials. Yeah. Um, I never really existed in like a pre-domino world. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. What do when we had to sit with the dial-up phones? <laughs> yeah. When you used to have to unplug the phone to get on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really qualified to answer this question. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, the, the domino was a revelation.
0: Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, learning- I got a domino in like maybe 2014. Yeah. I only started as a carpenter in 2013, 2012. Right. Like
1: I didn't know of loose mortise and tenon joinery.
0: Um, yeah, I mean that, that definitely, I mean, people did do just slip tenons like that, mm-hmm. which is a domino just cut with whatever, a router right. by hand. Um, And actually, Freddie, he I think we might have talked about it last week, that oscillating mortiser. Oh, yeah. That's like that's where they got the idea. I mean, yeah, if they didn't, it was a total like in a vacuum kind of thing. But um, it's like a mortising machine, but the chisel oscillates and it cuts this square, you know, wide square thing in one shot. Then you could just make a slip tenon and pop it in. I wish that they would come up with something like that for the domino yeah. so that it would be way easier to make. Obviously, they want to make money on the dominoes, but this way you can make your own dominoes very easily. Yeah. Yeah, I would like it if it had more edges on it instead of the rounded, I think.
1: Yeah, if it was square, you just rip it, plane yeah. it. Yeah. Now we can make them out of wood and that matches or complements what we're doing and you could
0: easy. glue it in and then do a through tenon.
1: Yeah, like you could work in a design where now it's gotta be a hidden thing. Yep. So <laughs> do
0: you have any feeling on the domino on the dowels at all? Uh, I mean I just I don't really have any experience with dowels other than yeah. in um, you know, like thirty-two millimeter cabinet systems and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I think um, what your point about the red oak being a part of lots of really crappy furniture? I think that's
0: where the dowels yeah. got lumped in as well. Yep. Yeah, the dowel was you know the predecessor to the domino kind of, and the mm-hmm. same way that the domino gets a bad rap sometimes of being like a cheater's way of doing. Right. It, the dowel gets the same, the same uh, bad rap. And there are dowling machines like a domino. Yeah. yeah. Like I know uh, Lamello makes one. Um, but drilling a hole and then putting a dowel center and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, seems like an inaccurate kind of thing. That was
1: my kind of impression when I was starting out. It's like, I don't think I want
0: to follow this. They do have jigs. You know, I know, uh, the W brand makes one, the red one. Um, and you know, like miles craft. I know (laughs) they make one, but yeah, I'm i I'm living in a post domino existence. Yeah, you youngsters. Man. Yeah. Got it made. Just wait till the new thing comes out.
1: <laughs> well, do you have any more ideas for plans? Coffee table. Oh, that again. Somebody's reading our mind. Yeah. That's Jordan again, uh, Jack Pallet.
0: Yes, yeah, so we actually we were talking about this in uh clubhouse on was it maybe yesterday? Yeah, time is hard to measure now. Speaking of clubhouse, if anybody needs an invite, uh, let me know. It's iPhone only right now. Still, I know they're they're supposed to open up the beta to Android next month. But I have a bunch of invites that threw me like at one shot. They're like, "Here's twenty invites." I'm like, oh. "Yeah, I got a handful as well." Yeah, um, yeah. So hit us up if you want to get on. Uh, you can you know go to in the shop, which is a club where a lot of uh, makers meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, all different you know people who are just you know, do it once a month to people who are full time like us. Um, which is cool. You know, you get to socialize and pick people's brain and uh, you know, talk about woodworking or, you know, like wanting to date the mailman. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah.
1: there's some networking that's that's yeah. that's happened, but mostly it's it's a support group, I would say, for people, you know, who are craftspeople. And in today's day
0: and age it's you're swimming upstream. Yep. Um, so we, yeah, we got to talking about plans and, uh, you know, the dilemma that we have is that everything we build for the most part is so specific for the yeah. given application user and user specific, yeah, specific, that, um, they don't really translate into something that would be like commercially viable for just people to build. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been a struggle. It's definitely something that we'd like to do. We have the one set of plans on the website if anybody's interested. It's a, well, three sets. It's an Adirondack chair, a footstool, matching footstool, and matching side table. You can either buy them all separate or buy them all as one. Um, so we do have that. But the instructions take a shockingly long amount of time to put together. Yeah, you're talking about like uh, an entire day just to write the, <laughs> because- the written. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're trying to think about all the stuff you take for granted as... And uh, you got to
0: proofread and have somebody else read it. And, you know, like, does this this make make sense? sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. You know, like, we haven't made a profit on the... (laughs) Not even close. You know, it was...
1: Yeah, it's not a for-profit kind of thing. It's just a
0: sharing experience. Yep. Um, So, definitely an idea that we'd... uh, We'd like to pursue Jordan, but it's probably going to be a slow rollout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll try and do another one soon. But thanks for asking,
1: though. Yeah, I love the interest. Uh, and if you have ideas that you'd like to, you know, build, and you just need some help, reach out to us. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, always. we can throw some Sketchups your way. Or... Jordan
0: actually bought the uh, Adirondack plans, and he, um, he says he's going to build them. Oh
1: man, I love that. We haven't seen.
0: I yet in the flesh yet. Nope. I mean, we've
1: built them. That the reason we picked the Adirondacks was that was just the the very first Adirondacks are out on, on the porch on the deck yeah. there. Um, and then I had done a lot of work for this family, and uh, you know, when you're young and and uh, got a lot of energy, you do stuff like this. I decided I was going to make this guy's dad. A set of Adirondack chairs as a gift. Um, I got a week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's a week? <laughs> but they they became something like it was the only thing I'd ever sold. And, well, I didn't sell them. The only thing I'd ever built were people asked me specifically to make that thing for them. Yep. And I, I sold three or four sets to people all over the country. I mm-hmm. shipped them and delivered them to like South Jersey. And so that was why we chose the Adirondack chair. Yeah, it's a, um, it's like a craftsman take
0: on it. Yeah, and it's a, you know, it's a common piece of furniture mm-hmm. and something that people, you know, would build.
1: Yeah, it's not difficult to build. You could build it with hand tools if you had to. Mm-hmm. And um, it's something that should last you, you know, good 20 years i mean more (laughs) if you take care of them they should last indefinitely we we haven't taken care of those out there and they're they're over 20 years old
0: yeah i was telling jordan he was sending me uh some pictures of some oak that he had white oak he was like yeah i'm thinking about using this i said i gotta send you i forgot to but i said i gotta send you the pictures of the the uh white oak one that rob built that has no finish on it's it been outside (laughs) for 20 years I mean, it's, (laughs) it's gray. It's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. You can it's just gray.
1: You're just starting to see some of the glue joints. on like the bigger pieces. Um, but they're not splitting apart or anything. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a testament. Um, overbuild,
0: (laughs) overbuild on profit. Take those screws out. (laughs) Got our next question here. All right. This one came in via email. Um, I'm in my mid-40s, self-employed as a bath remodeler. I'm starting to transition into woodworking as a lateral to eventually move out of remodeling. Over the last year, I've been building a shop, acquiring tools and equipment, and started various projects. At some point, I would hope to to partner with another person. My thought is to just keep honing my craft and building a shop. Do you have advice for me to implement over the next five to ten years? That's from Kevin at House Evolution, H-A-U-S, House.
1: Now, there's a couple of layers to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about. Uh, I'll pick one point. I'll say partnering with another person. That's probably going to be your most difficult portion of this, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to require a good amount of luck too.
0: Um, yeah, there's not a big pool of people to pull from to you know find a another like-minded craftsperson person right. who who you know is doing the same thing as you. Right. Cause you're not opening a deli and you're bo-
1: you know, you where it's just something that two people just have to show up and get along. Yeah. This is you have to find somebody like Jeff uh in tone that has the right skill set. And now you're gonna work in this it I mean, as laid back as it is, it's a pressure packed environment to run. A small business that sort of goes against the grain, sorry for that pun, of what our society is is really consuming, which yeah. is mass marketed, mass
0: produced, consumable, disposable goods. It's like that fast casual restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it's fast casual. No, it's just fast food. It's junk. It
1: all comes from Cisco on a truck. Yeah. I mean, it's all Cisco. That burger was microwaved, (laughs) sir. Um, So that's, I mean, that's something you have to be on the lookout and start cultivating before you're even at the point of uh, launching a business. If you're lucky enough to have somebody in mind, Mm -hmm. start dreaming and planning with that person now,
0: and that will tell you whether or not you're suited yeah, I'd say it's also the biggest risk in the equation yeah. because um, you know that if you're running a business as a bath remodeler, you are adept enough to make a living at that. And, uh, you know, you always have that to fall back on, but you introduce a partner into the thing mm-hmm. and, you know, things get complicated and, um, you know, it's not as simple as, well, you know, the the woodworking projects aren't coming in this month. We're just going to pick up a bath remodel job. Right,
1: right. You might have to find somebody that could also do
0: that. Right.
1: Um, and you never know who you'd run into as far as uh, what their skill set might be. Mm-hmm. But, but that's a biggie. Uh, the idea of partnering with another person might be because maybe you don't think you could do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and And working by yourself has its advantages and disadvantages. But if you're tackling small projects things that uh, don't require a lot of um, physical strength and things like that that two people are needed for. Uh,
0: I would suggest maybe starting by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and if you are building small things, like if you don't have, you know, machine redundancies, you're going to be on top of each other. Like, you're both making cutting boards. How are you both going to do that at the same time? Yeah, somebody's got... You might need two sanders, two this, two that. Um, tips for sort of getting yourself there. Well, if you're doing bathroom remodels now, start selling your customers' vanities. Yeah, I mean oh, that's, that's going to be great the, idea. the easiest way for you to get into that and start, you know, turning it from just uh, a, a dream to a, a profit. You know, a profitable part of your business. Um, even if you have to you know, break even Mm -hmm. or take a little bit of a loss loss leader, as they call it to build the vanity, you know, it's going to get you closer to that business that that you're trying to transition into, um, you know, and maybe, maybe this year you're taking a loss and next year you're making a tiny bit. And the next year you're making a little bit more, you know, um, you, that way you can invest that money that was going into the pockets of home depot or Ferguson or whoever, Uh, back into yourself you can reinvest that into the shop and get a better setup you know so when you do make the full jump in five to ten years you're you're better off and he starts
1: looking for like a shop space he's probably got a two-car garage that's filled with tools on the side and he probably pulls his car in there Uh, i'm not sure i mean he said he's building a shop so if you're building a shop and you have that luxury I would try as we do, you know purchasing a tool at a time mm-hmm. not not get too uh, hung up on doing it all at once and get it functioning all at once, but invest in the right tool, mm-hmm. the right machine so you're buying
0: once. so I uh, see now I remember I reached back out to uh, to Kevin to clarify some things and he said, uh, yes, it would be full-time woodworking at some point I would enjoy." Working in my own shop, forty hours a week. I'm very interested in building doors. Hmm. Samurai carpenter on YouTube has been a big help, and I have followed some of his techniques on some successful door projects already. So, yeah, I mean, you're definitely going, going in the right direction if you're you're already taking on projects. And yeah, I mean, the only, the only thing you're the next step is just booking out. <laughs> like, right. I mean, that's really it. And You know, like we did, sometimes you have to, the wind is really picking up here. You just have to take the leap. And, I mean, that's what we did. It doesn't always work out. No. As far as tools, dust collection's a biggie that people often overlook. Yep. Just throw that out there. We just got a severe thunderstorm warning. (laughs) It's always good when
1: you have a metal roof on the building. You can tell what's going on up there. Yep. So um, I think that's about it. Acquiring tools and equipment. Yeah. I would say don't get in over your head as far as purchases. Try and stay, you know, solvent. Mm-hmm. And that way, if, you know, things slow down, you don't have all these bills that are yep. better due. And um, just keep
0: plugging away. Yeah.
1: I say more power to you. Yeah. Good luck. Let us know how it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Got another one here from Jordan. Yeah, it's, it's just for you, Jeff. Wants to know what you're planting in your garden box.
0: That's, uh, that's not my department. That's the wife's job. I hope there's tomatoes in the future. Yeah, so I'll probably be, I know she has now in the house, uh, not tomatoes because those are easier to just buy the plants. She's got beets and a bunch of different lettuce, uh, asparagus maybe. Um, that's a perennial actually, asparagus. Uh, What the hell else does she have? Peppers? Cucumbers? Peppers. I don't think we have cucumbers right now. Cucumbers never grow right, I feel like, (laughs) in the garden. Um, Well, what can I look forward to over here? That's what I want to know. Well, how much? You didn't get anything last year. The birds (laughs) ate it all. We have a blueberry plant. We have a raspberry plant, a strawberry plant. Yeah. Um I definitely want some hot peppers, some jalapenos, some uh maybe habaneros. Um but yeah, I'm a hands off. I let her handle that. I built a garden box, but that was I'm killing five birds with one stone on that one. I'm getting rid of the dirt. I'm making my wife happy. Um
1: that's worth three. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: three stones right there. Ain't
1: that better? So we're going to go with the regular vegetable routine. Yeah, yeah. Answer. Yep.
0: All right. And we're, uh, we're doing a little composting, getting ready oh, for nice. the, for the growing season. I wonder if people can going to hear all that stuff going on. I don't think so. Yeah. It's so, pretty loud, though. This is our last
1: question today. Yeah. That's from uh, Corey, CT Woodwork on Instagram.
0: What was your very first project that got you into woodworking? Well, I guess going back to, you know, being a Finnish carpenter... I built my first walk in closet, which was uh oh man, it was about a hundred and fifty square foot closet. Um all on site. You know, all three quarter plywood mm-hmm. and, and probably poplar face frames and stuff. So that was really the the first thing that I did. Wow. If you can call that woodworking.
1: Well, I well, I'll go even low. I'll lower the bar then. The
0: TV stand. <laughs> that
1: that was my first project, although it didn't. Um, We're getting power surges. Yeah, it didn't. That's not where I thought I would be a woodworker. The first thing I built that I made me like kind of get interested in doing it was something a little bit like that. I was still a chef at Taste in San Francisco. And we needed these cubbies for everybody to put their backpacks and stuff in. And I volunteered to build it. And I borrowed one of those old radial arm saws, an old DeWalt, you know, that kind of looked like the spaceship kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I put a dado blade on it. And I was like making, so it was all just out of like CDX type of plywood. But I had dadoed where all the cross members were oh, yeah. going to go. And I thought I was really something. Um, and I built that and painted it and I thought, man, this was cool. I want to do this. Um, you know, I cooked for years after that and then taught even after that before I became a full-time woodworker. But doing that made me realize I had found something that, Mm -hmm. uh, gave me, you know, this, this inner sense of joy and peace.
0: Yeah, the old radio with the dado. <laughs> I know Frank still does that. Not many guys, though. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that's a norm. Yeah, it's like a norm move.
1: Yeah, that's probably where I saw it. You know, that was the time where I would watch everything that Norm did on PBS. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember I buy my first, v- my very first tools. Uh, that big three horsepower router is it three and a quarter or whatever mm-hmm. those big porter cables are? Now, I think that was my first purchase after that. Nice. Um, so that was it. Very uh, humble beginnings, let's yeah. say. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the best way. So let's uh, let's uh, talk about the beer of the week.
0: Yeah. Hey, another heavy hitter from uh, Kitsune, the forger. Yeah. That was good. Really was. And as we found,
1: you don't have to live in Arizona to get your hands on this stuff.
0: No, find him on Instagram. Hit him up; he'll uh he'll tell you how to get it. Mm-hmm. Or you could just ship it right to your door. Uh, yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> you saying we got special treatment? Yeah, I'm not sure of the uh you know <laughs> the logistics, lo- the legality of that. Oh, but, oh, that's um, right. But you could always ask.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. We might start something there, right? I mean, you can ship beer. I just I
0: don't know what the uh, you know.
1: I see here that this was uh. Brewed at Simple Machine Brewing Company, 701 West Deer Valley Road. When I was a kid and lived in Arizona, I went to Deer Valley Junior High School on Deer Valley Road. Really? I wonder if that school's still there, and I wonder how close. We're going to have to, like... We'll Google, look it up on the Patreon. We'll Google this thing and see yeah. How how many degrees of separation
0: there are. Yeah, that'll give us something to talk about on there. Yeah. Um wanna thank our gold tier patrons very much. Jerry Greenan. <clears throat> David Murphy, Manny Siriani, Dustin Fayer, Adam Pothast, David Schumacher, Schumacher, <sighs> Shoemaker. <laughs> David, I'm sorry, I can't I can't get it out of my head. And Colin Lie. Um I was gonna say, what were you gonna say?
1: I was gonna add that uh Manny's gonna be working with us on a project. Oh yeah.
0: Up. Well, let's get that deposit first. Yeah, it's (laughs) that job got complicated real quick. Oh, yeah, because of the The time frame. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. that's right. Yeah. There's always something. There's always a
0: monkey wrench. I know you when you think everything is uh, lined up. It turns out it's not. But I wanted to say, uh, you know, if you guys want to support the podcast and uh, get a little extra podcast every week and and info, uh, you can join the Patreon. We do an after show. That we put up on Thursday morning. That's like a half hour or an hour where we um, talk about all kinds of different stuff. Uh, we're gonna dive deeper into some stuff I think on there today probably. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the beginning, you probably heard from Montana Tool. You put in the the coupon code American Craftsman. You're gonna get ten percent off your order. So that's um, cool. Yeah,
1: that's just for the Patreons or is that that's for, for anybody? Everybody. Wow. And they're already priced pretty fairly. I mean, if you yeah. if you shop around, you'll see um the prices are right in line, if not less than and so another. Made 10%. in Montana. Yeah, made in America.
0: We're still working out the uh the dollars and frequency, but we're gonna be giving away Montana brand tools to our patrons. That's uh Oh, that's what yeah, we're yeah. We're for not taking patrons. any uh we're not getting paid for for these ads, we got rid of the ads that we were getting paid for, but we want to pass it on. We're gonna give away tools mm-hmm. to our patrons. Yeah. Um from Montana because they're great tools. So yeah. It's a nice give back. Yeah.
1: All right, everybody be well out there. Take yeah. care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next week. All right.
0: Episode thirty four. Ciao.